<laughs> what is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Sports Bible Podcast. I am Richie. This is Rob. You know our names by now. Uh, me and him have very loud hats on. He's got an NBA Finals hat, and that looks like a shirt you get at the boardwalk. And I have a hat. It's from every team. Where is it? There's Boston for Rob, and I think the Mets. Yeah, really the Mets. Um, so, yeah, that's our intro is uh, my new hat. <laughs> and uh, Rob looks like if he had hair or longer hair, he could be in the band, the brand or the band LMFAO. <laughs> um, I wasn't going to wear the hat until <laughs> I just came out. I debated it, saw you with that on, and I was like, why haven't I worn this? since we made it for the pod yet throughout the summer and yeah here it's we crazy, are the um the difference in the environment you're outside in the ports nice day outside looks like a tiki bar and i have bins full of hats and christmas decorations behind me and water bottles look there's a whole thing of water bottles right there i don't know if you can see it I love when it's like Christmas, like Halloween in the background. I've always like read them in the background. Oh, yeah. I'm OCD for my family. So everything's labeled. No. Um, <laughs> so speaking of, you know, I don't know where I was going with that, but Kevin Durant. Okay. <laughs> uh, this, we said, I, we were, me and Rob were talking before we uh, start recording. Kevin Durant is the first person to make Kyrie Irving look like a sane human. Like, meaning, not like, you know, meaning Kyrie Irving has been silent, basically, in the last couple months, for, from the media's perspective. You know, things internally happen all the time. And Kevin Durant has somehow made himself more of a distraction than Kyrie Irving. That's the word, distraction. That is nearly impossible, but, you know, if anyone were to do the impossible, it would be Kevin Durant. So, yes, sir. You want you want me to? All right, yeah. So <laughs> you can go on. I um, my take's pretty small on this situation, but no, uh, okay. if you want to elaborate on like the actual news, you can. Yeah, you're right. Like the last pod we did, we talked about. You know, it was before him going to the front office and saying it's him, him, or me, with Joe Sy and Sean Mar. Or, to Josiah with Sean Marks and Steve Nash. And we talked about it a little bit and we compared it to your Browns. And I was like, who won't be doing, you know, the heart and the swap that they shouldn't do is the Celtics for Durant. I said, it wasn't going to happen. And here we are today. I'm very happy throughout this whole afternoon that my favorite guy, Jalen Brown remains rightfully. So Brad Stevens knew it. The front office knew it. Uh, the city knew it and you know for who he is on and off the court you've heard this rant before and another, we talked about not only did I say the Celtics it doesn't make sense but you know we gouged some of the other fits we talked about um, Toronto how if you put together a package like that you could argue or you could have argued I think me and you talked about it that I don't know if I would do it if you threw in Scott Barnes. You could argue the Heat. That's why Miami and Boston was never going to happen because they weren't going to trade. Bam and Ben can't be on the same team. Miami wasn't going to trade Jimmy. Like, what else did they have? Hero, Her- yeah, Hero Robinson picks. 
Also, yeah. we saw Shams talked about Memphis and Milwaukee gauging the market. Yeah, um, I was about to say that. And, like, it's – that's the thing was the two best packages – look at me with both hands already. The two best packages was the Celtics with the best assets. Or, realistically, that I've been saying and have been saying to others especially, the New Orleans Pelicans. Me and you talked about it. But the thing is, is they don't know – Durant's mindset if he would have been happy there or not if he wanted wanted to be there and look at the last year he had in Golden State where he was just completely miserable after the fight with Draymond but if you threw in Ingram Herb Jones Devontae Graham compensation Durant and Zion could have been amazing and I think Durant would have liked it there but on paper I felt like that was the best thing besides the Celtics package but we knew when we last talked about it on the pod rightfully so that you know you just talked about Kyrie and it's amazing how KD is actually making him look sane and how he actually well, less, of a, less of a distraction sane's a little bit harsh <laughs> and you know it's it, we we say whatever with him at this point yeah I, any it, word you could think of can describe Kyrie Irving you can yeah. call him I don't even know you you can make up a word it probably makes sense for him yeah, and it's amazing how KD's actually making him look like like a model. Not I don't want to say model citizen because both of them aren't bad guys. Like they're not, you know, they're not they're 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 in no situation like Miles Bridges, you know, none of that. Um yeah, if and you don't if you don't know the Miles Bridges situation, look it up. We will not go into detail because it still, is disgusting. Yeah, he's still yet to be signed too. But anyways, like well the last yeah, the last month or two months, and you could say this was even before, you know, this was maybe a month ago, about close to when Kyrie was at our school with more than an athlete having yeah. that and run. A little bit before that was when he started showing his dedication and support to the Brooklyn Nets ownership on social media and the organization. And then come Kane, it was like, all right, yep. He's the guy. He's the one. Like, not even just saying that because we go to Kane, but like on the internet, he was supporting them. Everything. Well, we went there. We 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 graduated. Some left earlier than others to get to the graduation, but you know. That was. <laughs> should we explain that story before we go any further? Yeah, but at, just to finish my point, like okay, it's, that's fine. Not even just saying that being biased with Kane, but like he that's as his, his home is New Jersey and. Yeah, the Nets, he, they've, it's been a mutual, you know, on the same page more than Kevin Durant these last two months. And as we saw, they've been, as Shams reported, they've been informing teams that they plan to keep him. The Lakers rumors basically over. And if that's what I was going to say to you and what I said last pod was like, he should stay, Kevin, if Kyrie is dedicated and ready to go and he'll go to work. And if Ben's ready. Because besides Harden and going into last season, this could be arguably the best team they've had. They've made moves as if they're going to be a top team in the NBA, and that's what they did. They got TJ Warren. They revamped the bench a bit. We don't like Steve Nash as a coach, but that is what it is. You have Kevin Durant, Simmons, and Irving. It's just they have to stay on the floor. But let's talk about graduation. Yeah, before we uh, get into my take on this, because I you actually brought up a good point that I want to bring up, but so we April was it April like middle mid April um, end of April we me and Rob had graduation and 
it was in the Prudential Center. Me and um, Rob both live in Central to South Jersey, depending on if you believe there's a Central Jersey. I do. There's a Central Jersey. There's a, Jersey's huge. There's a Central Jersey. Anyway, right, yeah. I don't know if you. I don't know if you agree with me on that, but we can agree to disagree hard on that one. We could say. We could say. I never really care, but we could say. <laughs> it's not the end of the world. <laughs> but so we're like a little down, like on the southern side compared to the Prudential Center, and. So I leave my house at 5 a.m. They said we have to be there at 7. Okay. So I leave my house 5 a.m. You know, want to be early. Um, it starts at 9, I believe, or 8.30, one of those two. So I'm passing, getting on, I'm on the parkway. I'm going to the turnpike. If you guys live in New Jersey or New York, you probably know this. I'm getting on the turnpike from the parkway. I'm getting on. I call Rob been like, hey, if you're there already, did you find parking? No, I just, and this is Rob talking now. I just left. I'm like, dude, we have to be there at seven. It's like six, but mind you, it's 645. We both live like an hour and a half away, hour and 15 away. <laughs> I get there at seven just to stand there for an hour and a half. Thank God one of my friends that was in a bunch of classes with me was there. So I was talking with her the whole time. And then I, we sit down like to graduate, you know, I text Rob where are you? He goes, turn around. I'm like, how did you do that? How did you leave when you were supposed to be here? And we still got like, you got there on time. Basically you just walked in. You just walked. Yeah. I just had, um, magic tricks. Basically. I just snapped my finger and there I was now. I, but wouldn't, I wouldn't make that a habit, but yeah, <laughs> I no, of course not. But I, I also didn't know that we had to line up that early till you told we me. We didn't like, have was, to. Yeah. And I was <laughs> we didn't on have to. it ended up working, but I was in a deep panic after you told me that. And then I was hitting traffic and then yeah. it was rainy and then there was an accident. And then <laughs> yeah, just, uh, getting onto the parkway for me, there was an accident. So from here to the rock, what they call the Prudential Center, yeah. old time Devils fan they it's yeah an hour and change and it just the time kept increasing and increasing and then so i was debating on just me and my dad were like are we just visiting family and getting breakfast and then <laughs> you're like now nah, we gotta go and then i was you were you and my other friend were monitoring it for me the whole time i get out the car i'm struggling to put on the cap and gown and the car oh, that was so hard <laughs> and then someone's guide like someone's like you know, whoever saw you, they're like, congratulations over there. So then they just helped me get in. They brought me to our communications department. Next thing you know, I'm magically behind you about it. Yeah. Five people. In I'm like, what the? I'm thinking you're still on the parkway somewhere. And what do you call it? Um, I, I Putting on the cap and gown was honestly harder than the four years of school. Like, that was – but – oh, God. Anyway, let's – get back to basketball actually i want to say this have you have we done a podcast since i've gotten back from vacation i think so right beginning of august i believe then, then yeah i was yeah. back then uh -huh. so i was um it, we drove to myrtle beach south carolina 10 nine hours away i am i was driving we were seven hours away I drive for an hour straight. The time never went back down. That's how much traffic there was. Rob disappeared. Now uh, I'm changing places. I'm here. You're good. 
The world wants to see you travel. I'm sweating. I can't do the breezeway. <laughs> Continue that one, Yeah. So for the listeners, um, I'm driving, you know, like the GPS says, like arrival time, time left. I swear, it, every time I would gain 25 miles, it would go up another half hour because there would be more traffic. And that was, um, I, we left at 10, we left to go there at 3 a.m. We got there at 5 p.m., so 14 hours. It was supposed to be nine hours, 14 hours. And then on the way home, we left at 10 a.m. We got home at midnight. I, w- I drove both ways. It was the most miserable ride ever. I was... If you're going there, fly. Don't don't even think about even trying to uh, drive there. Especially fly. driving both ways. Like I go to Boston, and I'm the five hour ride on the way back. I'm done with life, and that's me <laughs> talking about my favorite city. But yeah, I'd rather fly for only an hour at this point. <laughs> Rob's new look is great. <laughs> Um, Therapy, right? All right. So that's our little story. So back to basketball. Uh, before Rob broke the point of uh, like the whole Simmons, Irving, Durant thing, uh, Stephen A. Smith said like they're contenders, which they are in theory. But how many times, if you have Twitter, you know what freezing cold takes is, you know, images that precede unfortunate events is for like sports images. How many times have we seen that um, then three of them or First, it was Durant, Irving, Harden. Nothing ever comes to fruition. Or even just now, them. Yeah, Ben Simmons has yet to play a game. I think he's healthy now. Stephen A. Smith said he ran into him. He said he's healthy. Starting it, five on five, I believe. Yeah, but it always seems to be something. You know, something always gets in the way that just pushes back. Like, okay, now we're set. Okay, now we're set. Because I guarantee you there is a real chance Steve, um, not Stephen A. Smith, Steve Nash will be fired by Christmas. And that's going to put another wrench in everything because you think they agreed to this after Steve, after Kevin Durant wants Steve Nash fired. And we actually, we haven't actually talked about this since Kevin Durant said he wanted Steve Nash fired, buddy. Didn't you want him hired? And he's your didn't, best friend from gold. Didn't you, didn't you want, like, I'm not saying short, uh, Steve Nash is a good coach and I'm going to get into that in a second too. You, I don't know if you technically wanted Sean Marks, but you want them all fired, yet they're the ones that got you Ben Simmons, the ones that got you Kyrie Irving, the ones that put everything in place for you. I'm not going to go on more of a rant because we've talked about this at nauseum and now it's over with. And uh, with Steve Nash's point, if you were going to pick one, I would honestly pick Kevin Durant because you're probably going to fire Steve Nash anyway because he's not a great coach. So if you, it's kind of like closing your eyes and pick one and just hoping it works because they're both going to end up leaving soon. Um, I was going to say something. Oh, my God. I lost my hey, train of thought. Hold the thought, but, like, wh- when has Sean Marks done a bad job, too? When has he done a – Was Sean Marks the, the guy there with Russell? Yes. Uh, the, He didn't make the KG and Pierce – can you hear me? Yeah. He didn't make the KG and Pierce trade. Billy King did. I forget what year Marks got hired, but I'm pretty. He, I know he was there for Russell and them. He's six ten. Who? Sean, Sean Marks. Can he play power forward? No, but so he. he oh, he did. James play. <laughs> wants out. 
I was going to mm-hmm. say, I actually thought okay, for the Knicks. James. Oh, nice. Wants out, gets Ben Simmons out of it. Wants out, nothing to do with the team, to do with Kyrie Irving and his dedication, most likely, as we've been saying for a year. Gets Ben Simmons out of it. And then coming into last year, he brings in all veterans, too. He brings in Aldridge back. He gets Millsap. 2016. Uh, Patty Mills. Okay. Patty Mills. And then coming into this year, like they, you know, they kept their confidence moving forward. They got Warren and they just focused on Ben Simmons and getting it. They got Royce O'Neal. He, he, he kind of replaces yes. Bruce Brown. That was the whole win. Yeah. He, everyone laughs at that, but he's a good fit. You know, he's Bruce Brown. He's definitely probably better, probably a little bit better shooter. That was actually. Oh, a yeah. Very, yeah. No, that was a very good pickup by the exactly. Nuggets because um, they kind of lacked like a little bit of like defensive intensity. Like Jamal Murray, Jokic can't guard a chair. Uh, Murray's nursing his knee. Michael Porter can't stay healthy. So you need like a, a defensive guy. And I think Brown would be. A, he's a nice nice guy there. I don't. I didn't get why they traded Monty Morris and Will Barton. They probably traded Morris because they love Bones Highland. Um, but Will Barton's a good piece. That was probably a salary dump. Um. I'm not really getting into Will Barton on this podcast, but. Yeah, and that – I read that Denver loves Caldwell Pope and they have the past few years, which he – Well, because he's kind of like he's kind of like Bruce Brown, like defensive. Yeah, three, and then three like point. three and D – well, Maybe as we know, three. both can shoot better than Bruce. But where yeah. I told you on, on the phone before where he fits with the Nuggets is like his fundamentals and like the things that intangible he can do next to Jokic, but on Denver, you know, we're going to talk about sleeper teams in a bit, but Denver, like you get Murray back, you have KCP at the two, uh, Porter Jr. Would you start Highland? Not yet. No. (laughs) If you have Murray and KCP, not yet. You would start. Especially when you need some second unit help too. Who's there for? Uh, I guess I'm forgetting. <laughs> yeah, they're a, Gordon, they're Gordon, a weird Gordon. team. That they're they're like always good. They've been consistently good now for like feels like five to ten years, maybe not that long, but since like the Ty Lawson days. Um, remember that guy? Let me see their roster. Aaron Gordon. Yeah, I was just. I might have lagged. I was saying real fast. I was like, Gordon, Gordon, Gordon. But oh, yeah, I, I didn't hear one, you. They'll be in one of my sleepers. That's oh, yeah, sure. they got they got a pretty solid ride. I know Austin Rivers was talking about the Knicks. Him and Theo Pinson both liked it there, but it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, um, I don't know how we got on the, the Nuggets, but back to the Nets. Like, now, you, like, I'm not calling you guys – favorites until you prove it because you've shown me every reason why you can't win it. Now show me why you can't, you know, like Durant, like it's pretty obvious. He needed Steph prove it, prove that you don't. And if it takes a smaller shoe, because they probably would, they beat Milwaukee. if He's got a smaller shoe, which is unfortunate, obviously, but like last year was a, an utter failure. You got swept. Like, I don't know why people think next year is going to be different. Like, is, is Ben Simmons changed that much? And Boston improved. Yeah, and Philly, if James is healthy, will be very good. 
And I think Harden might be settled in now. I think. Again, he's a wild card too. The, the pictures of him jumping rope with the weights or whatever, like he looks skinnier and it's all about that hamstring. And well, yeah, that's a big thing when you're heavy. So, well, you know what I mean? Like, like if you have like a little bit of beef on you, you have to be very yeah, flexible. Of course. And so, you know, I'm seeing all these like Nets reporters that are like mine and your age that just got in the business, like Cody Mallory and them. I, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure he, is pretty new to the business. Um, Matt Brooks, people like that. And, you know, I'll give a comment here and there about like Kyrie Irving's, you know, their uh, raves about him or like trying to like credit him to anything. And of course, there is always something there with Brooklyn and Boston since obviously KG, obviously Kyrie, all Pierce, all this movement the past 10 years. So he's tweeting before, he's like, you know, it might not sound crazy, which I'm not saying wrong, but it might not sound crazy to give Kyrie an extension early in the season. And I I quoted it. I'm like, can we not go by August and the month of August dedication when we've seen his his recent past and how he's been? Can we wait for him to play every game? Like, because that was the rumor. Like, if he wasn't going to be there and if Kevin didn't want to be there, Go to the Lakers. Well, trade it to the Lakers by February. I was something. gonna say. I was gonna say. Um, you, they always say. I mean, it's never really true. There's always teams that you know aren't going to be good at the start of the season for any sport. Everyone's oh, zero zero. Everyone has the equal opportunity to win the finals, World Series, Super Bowl, Stanley Cup. It's not necessarily true, but it you you get it. It in reality, it is technically mentality, but. Stand. Everyone, everyone's always in the best shape of their life in August for basketball or football. Everyone's always in the best shape of their life in February for baseball. Everyone's always 100% committed because nothing has gone wrong yet because nothing can go wrong if you don't play games. Unless, like, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, he's committed now. There's, not, there's nothing on the slate. The slate's clean. Once you start marking that slate up, if he doesn't like it, he's going to wipe it himself. And not for nothing, Kyrie, like, even if you are, it's about time. <laughs> like, yeah, like, a, like, finally. You're in a contract year. That's why. Yeah. So you're going to show up to the Sparks games. You're going to go, go to Kane whenever they ask you to. You're going to be. The- it, it looks good to do it now. But yeah. Show up in the season. Don't no. keep going to Kane when you have a game against the Suns on Thursday night on TNT. I like that. Not for nothing, too. When I was in the sports writing class in the fall, the my teacher, Jerry Carino, who writes for Asbury Park Press, like when we were talking about this whole situation and when Alex Schiffer, net speed writer for The Athletic, was our guest speaker, you know, like, and we were talking about the whole Kyrie thing and learning and writing scenarios, he was, he would even say, like, this guy is not one to be willing to talk to a reporter since high school. So, like, this isn't anything new yeah. and it's just piled on over the years. And like, if you finally come to realization and admitted your flaws and admitted any wrong doing that you have, like it's about time. Kai. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to pivot off of this because I'm sure if we've, we've talked enough about this situation now, uh, we've talked about Donovan Mitchell too. 
not at the nauseum, but there seems to be – I just saw a report that the Lakers might be a third team in this deal. We've talked about that before too. Um, it seems to be reengaged, and it might be – it's probably going to start to heat up really now because Durant's off the table, so more teams can now kind of go with Danny Ainge, who, by the way, you're a Celtics fan. I hate that guy. I hate him. I hate him. I don't, obviously, I don't know Danny Ainge, but I hate him because he's making my life miserable right now with the fact that he he's does. so greedy. He wants seven first-round picks for, for Donovan Mitchell when Rudy Gobert went for four. Oh, uh, wait, that would actually make sense. But he wants seven first-round picks and three players. And apparently, did you see the thing with Tibbs? That he would rather give up Barrett than Grimes? Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> that that's a fireable offense. That I RJ Barrett might turn out to not be the player we want. And they, they apparently they don't want to give him the max deal or whatever. You don't have to, but you can't let him hit free agency. He is the best player you've drafted since what? Um Porzingis. But but even then, he's gone in how long? Two years. Mitchell yeah. Robinson is good. He's signed. Like you can't let him go. And I'm sorry, Quentin Grimes is a nice player. Why I don't why are people so in that? Oh, he can make a Desmond Bain like jump. Yeah, and RJ Barrett can make a Jalen Brown like jump. Which one are you gonna which one are you like are you gonna take? Like I don't get it. I, he's a good player, Quentin Grimes, but I, Donovan Mitchell is a superstar scorer. Something the Knicks have been dying for since Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, we, yeah. Look at the one I don't mean to cut you off. I think you're gonna say something. Look Got at him. the one year Julius Randle dropped 25. We went to the playoffs. Like, am I crazy? No, not at all. And if like, they if they trade RJ Barrett for Mitchell, I'd be pissed though. Because the point of getting Mitchell, the point of getting Mitchell is to pair them. Yeah. You get Barrett more open shots, probably open up his left hand a little bit more. Um <laughs> like I don't get the enamorant. I, I get you don't want to give up quickly top and end grimes. I get that. But I'll gladly give up just one of them and picks. Or hit. I saw the latest mock, and we're, I think we're going to do mocks in a second. Um, it was Fournier, Toppin, and five first. Which I and money, which I personally don't think is enough because a lot of the rumors have been three players. So you'd have to add more picks instead of that. But especially knowing Danny with picks. Yeah, I mean, I I think if the Knicks hold ground and don't over overspend it's not the worst thing in the world because i love donovan mitchell and and, you know mets fan new york i love that but at the same time you can't strip your entire team for a guy that hasn't proven to get out of the second round very good points um you know you heard me a million times say not only here but to you uh i definitely said it the last couple episodes as well um how this is, I'm for him in the orange and blue. This is the guy. You don't know, again, you know, 24 is going to have a good market of free agents, especially if Jalen Brown has it. Or and draft someone. classes, you don't know. Yeah, and it's just like there's not going to be, oh, that KD sweepstakes, that 2010 LeBron sweepstakes, that any superstar sweepstakes. That they like if, yeah, put themselves in contention for, and not for nothing, just look at everything. Young superstar, right? He's got some holes still when it comes to passing or defending. 
that happens. You could be a star and not be top five. There's a reason why there's only five of them. Exactly. That's how math works, guys. Yeah, and like young superstar, um, as I've said a billion times, loves the city, embraces it, embraces the spotlight, loves your New York Mets, goes to a yeah. bunch of games, loves Steve Cohen, says when he leaves pressers at MSG 24-7, go Mets. He embraces uh, New York City. I wanted to call it the city of stars, but I'm not going to. Um, yeah, but he, he embraces it, and he's the guy. This is the opportunity, and he's under contract. But, and, yes, so I, I, I saw one of those Brooklyn reporters tweet before as well, like, Nets fans, oh, Rudy Gobert, a big thank you, like, for this and for the, the trade Danny received for that. But, all right, you made me want to talk about Danny Ames. So, again, uh, like I've said to you a bunch, look at the team he built in Boston, and this is what happened to him in Boston. An ace at drafting. Um, obviously, you see the team he put together that just made the finals. Uh, will never lose a trade. Like, never. Even when he acquired Isaiah Thomas, it was for Marcus Thornton in a first-round pick. Any deal he made, it had to have been the obvious win. The Nets blockbuster with Pierce and them. And then has it, you know, has it came to an end in the last few years, specifically after the IT for Kyrie swap, as you know, with Isaiah Thomas, what he did for the Celtics and what he was going through at the same time, like with his family and with the injury he dealt with. That didn't go well around the league. So that was like the nail in the coffin where everyone's like, all right, F Danny Age. We're done with him. Uh, didn't go well around the league. Gave Boston a bad reputation. And then just horged draft picks at all, at all times. Now, one of his last few moments with us where I was like, come on. Like where, you know, me and my friends, I remember saying like, is this the end of him a little bit? And it came into fruition, obviously, within the next two years. The, the pandemic season after the bubble where it started in December, not this past season, the one before that, when free agency started November, December, when Gordon Hayward went to Charlotte, it was Danny Age's top priority to keep him or bring something back in a sign and trade. The rumor was, I don't think I ever told you this, the rumor was the deal was there for the Pacers. We would have got Miles Turner. Now, again, we didn't have a, a Rob Williams or Al Horford. We had Daniel Tice and Thompson. But Tristan Thompson? Yes. <laughs> He's funny. Um, it was Miles Turner, Doug Mc, uh, and just Doug, I think, Doug McDermott. And then we would have gave just Gore, and we would have got a pick, and we would have gave just Gordon. But Danny wanted Victor Oladipo because he thought that Gordon could make Indiana contender, which I saw the logic, but like, come on, dude, that's the perfect. Like, if you're getting something back for Hayward, that's the, you got a big trade exception and ended up working out. But that's, as you know, was, that's who to make was this, him. Was this before the injury? This was, yes, this was after Hayward's, like, his going into free agency. And that was when Oladipo was kind of at the top of his game too, right? Not at the top, but, like, in between. Like, before – Like, it wasn't that big year he had with the Pacers? No. Like, him and – this was, like, on his way down. 
kind of like this was like after like wow. this was when the injuries were just like all right like this is still the same i mean in that in that um sense kind of makes sense that you didn't make the trade like at that time because hayward still hasn't gotten hurt yet so you can't you can't predict that to happen um i still won't watch that video you really uh, never seen it before. I did once and I heard it, so that's it. I when this I watch deep. those videos, I want to crawl up in a ball and never leave my room. I saw it live one, as you know, like I mean, watching it, and this is me saying this. I've seen it a billion times. <laughs> well, something wrong with you, bro. <laughs> I'd keep oh. remembering that because that I, I'm grabbing know, my knees right now because I'm like making sure they're like solid and like. Me not, too. That just changed everything. That changed the whole window. That changed the whole Kyrie Irving. And it happened so quickly. Yeah, five minutes in. Not that we need to, you know, get into that, but like that's. Uh, you went to a finals after that. You're fine. <laughs> the Knicks have it in what pity for what forty years now. I appreciate. We we had know. one year, and it was they couldn't have fans in the stands. <laughs> I appreciate you allowing the rants, but yeah, this was like you said in in the end. It worked out that they didn't make the deal because, like, Rob Williams yeah, blossomed. And then you, a year later, gave up your favorite point guard and player for Al Horford. So, <laughs> you know, I love bringing it up. I just yawned, so I'm tearing. But now I'm tearing thinking of that guy. <laughs> uh, I mean, oh, that guy sucks. <laughs> He's so bad. He, we're talking about Kevin Walker. He's oh, he's so bad. Is he going wow. back? To- going back where? Charlotte. I mean, all their players seem to be getting in trouble. And we talked about Miles Bridges before. You're talking about why? Like, not why isn't he signed? But he's not signed yet. I'm like, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no one's signing him. And then the whole thing with Montrez Harrell, PJ Washington. I- did you see that? <laughs> It's actually I mean, it's not illegal, but like you you bring up Montrez. I mean, that's that's not gonna affect his playing career, but it uh I forgot he got into that and I was wondering last night. I was like, yeah, no, it I wasn't was, if you like I said, we're not gonna go into details on what they did on this podcast. Maybe PJ Washington, but uh, <laughs> I don't remember his. I really he, don't know. He was that remember the whole thing with his uh girlfriend. Okay, yeah. Like she cheat. I think she cheated on. I don't know, but now they're together again. I don't know, but it was so funny. I do. Yeah, um, Carol. It's just it's weed. It's weed, and like yeah, it's an excessive amount. But like we've seen it before. But I forgot it. what I was gonna say was I forgot, and I was, was like, the last NBA player that like besides him that got caught with that. I you see it a lot in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I like like Le'Veon Bell and the Garrett Blunt. Eight, well, oh, D'Angelo Russell did at the airport. I remember that. Yeah. Was it LeGarrette Blount and Le'Veon? I know it was Le'Veon Bell and the Steelers. Josh Gordon. Yeah, well, that's the whole thing about Watson, how he got like 11 games and Gordon got 40-something like in yeah, total. But we, we talked about that last podcast. On just the it, precedent is bad. I think Aiton was like PDs or something like that. But, yeah, it's just. I'm thinking last night, like scrolling through fantasy, I'm just like, why is Trez not signed? And then I was like, I remembered, I was like, oh yeah. And plus, even if he didn't have this on his record, I probably wouldn't sign him at this point. <laughs> like, I think his yeah. value is gone. So, 
before we get into something that you just brought up that I want to talk about, it happened two weeks ago, but we haven't had a podcast since, and I want and it will it, it'll age for 81 games, but um, you know what I'm talking about now, I think, for ba- baseball, Tatis. But um, before we do that, what would your mock trade be for Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks? Well, if I'm Danny Ainge, I, I understand knowing I got that many first for Gobert, and I'm looking at the market and ceiling and packages to be even more significant than Rudy's. So, and now he's got all – I talked about less leverage, but now he has technically all the leverage because Mitchell's the only guy out there with any type of um, relevance. Yes, and – um. So now, and Danny Ainge ruined the market too with the whole Rudy thing. As like I said, the Nets fans were and reporters were happy, but yeah, I look at that worked out. So we said before when we talked about RJ, like this is the pairing that needs to happen. And like if you have to use Julius as a trade chip, I don't mean to be one of those casuals on recency bias. It's like ah, oh, like one bad year he could go, but like if you had to ship him. In the package with five first rounders, with Evan Fournier and with other compensation, it's just tough because like they don't have like you gotta throw in top and, and five picks. It's just what it's looking like. I Cam think Reddish is bound to be traded at some point though, whether it's I, Utah or wherever. I think if Randall gets traded, and if there's no third team, if Randall gets traded, it would only cost you another player mainly because of the salaries you'd be giving up. You'd be giving up Randall and Fournier. And also, Randall at this time is a better player than Obi Toppin, and Evan Fournier is a better player than anything you'd be getting back unless you're getting back Jordan Clarkson. Because they go, who's on the Jazz? Like, everyone, like, destroys Fournier. He did shoot over 40% from three, and that's his job. He's just in a weird – he was in a bad role on the Knicks. Like, he should be a spot-up shooter. Listen, as you know, you know I'm a fan. Maybe, you know. He's a solid player. I don't hate him like a lot of Knicks fans do. My friends laugh at me because they're like, whoever played for the Celtics, you just love. But, like, you know, I'm a fan of his. He can, at his best, can put the ball on the floor, doesn't much, shoots 40% from three, had a stretch where he shot high 40s for, like, a month in Boston and New York. And – He's a liability on defense, but that's just his thing is he's overpaid. That's all. Like, he's still a good – I was saying it to one of – a Nick fan I met recently. I was like, I love that. He's overpaid, but he is a good complimentary guy that can, you know, shoot at a high percentage and have a good scoring game. And have he, shot, he shot 39% from three. Yeah, like one month – and I think it was – the, again, the pandemic year in Boston, maybe the month of May before the postseason, he shot like 46 or something like that in like a 17-game span. And like one of the better shooters in the league. And, you know, his values might not be there because of his money, of course. And you could say for a lot of guys in the league. And nor do we think he deserves a significant player and maybe even impact player back. Like he's worth, like after the year he just had, he's worth draft compensation, but like he's got potential. Like, yeah. like you say in baseball, we've seen years in the beginning where they struggle at first due to salary, due to change of scenery. And obviously it's New York. We know Evan's overpaid, but like he's, he's fine. Nothing to yeah, worry about. I just think 
he I think as a six man he'd be golden to be honest, or like a, on a bench scorer, maybe not six man. I just I was looking at reports for the Knicks. Uh, Obi Toppin is expected to have the same role as last year, so sick. Um, Cam is not expected to be in the rotation. I'm not surprised by that, especially with Jalen Brunson coming over. And um, I saw the thing with Grimes over Barrett. If you're not going to give Obi Toppin more minutes than trade him, because the, what are you doing just keeping him on your bench at that point? Because when you can, if he can get you Donovan Mitchell, then what's the point of worrying about a backup power forward's minutes? When you can slide Reddish into that, you know? I don't know if he could play the four. He is long, like wingspan, but I don't know if he's tall enough to play the four, even though it's such a weird league nowadays where you can kind of be a little shorter and get away with it. I still think he's more of a two-three type of guy, but you'd have to get someone back from the Jazz. Like, I I don't know. Is Rudy Gay on the Jazz? No, right? I think he, he signed with them. Or sign with someone. Like if you if you get like him back, then he's your backup. That that that's fine. I could be wrong. I think he's on the Jazz. Let me see. Yeah, Rudy Gay is on the Jazz. Yeah. Um, like, I forgot this. What were you saying? No, I said I said is he? I meant to say this before, like when talking about Mitchell, and and he's from Brooklyn. Uh, he yeah. wants to come home. Yeah. When we talked before, I actually never knew that. When we were just talking about the Mitchell package and you, we just talked about Grimes and Barry, I meant to bring this up. There's a reason why I've been telling you since um, that playoff year before last season. There's a reason why I've been telling you that I'm not the biggest tip guy and I think it might have been all rave. Like, yeah, he's defensive-minded. He's a little awesome. stubborn, though. But, like, he's yeah. Stubborn. We're not trading Grimes or Barrett before we trade Grimes. Like, what is and it? And if it's because of your contract, you know how many overpaid players there are in the NBA? And then, yeah, that. And we're stop. Like, Reddish is a perfect example. Like, dude, he's got, like, play the guy. And you got Brunson. Yeah. Now. You got more guys now. But give him opportunity at least. Like, yeah, I just, when it comes to Barrett, if it comes to you don't know if he's going to be John Morant because of the max deal. Well, first of all, I don't think he's going to get John Morant's money just because he hasn't had the accolades John Morant had. And second of all, like I yeah. said, he is projected to be a very good player. He already is. Like, he was a little bit of a volume scorer last year. But if you're a volume scorer scoring 20 points, you don't suck. You know, like Julius Randle, he didn't suck last year. He was inefficient, very inefficient. But you, like, I just think money is kind of relative in the NBA because you see these contracts. LeBron James. I know LeBron is different than everyone else. Two years, a hundred up to one hundred and twenty million, and you're worried about giving this guy what? Um, a, a rookie max. He's not getting Luca's two hundred million. He's not getting Trey Young's money. Like he's it, gonna get, take it, like you know. He's gonna get what Jalen Brown got. Um, and who am I comping him to? Almost every time we talk about RJ Barrett. He's going to get what he got. And don't get – I mean, he did put up 19 a game. I can't even say that. I was going to say, I don't think he is Brown in his early stages of his career. He put up 20. Could be, yeah, yeah could be a biased comment saying that. So, I'll take that back. But I guess when it comes to two-way, best players in the league. But, again, he's a baby. Um, Kawhi. 
he's gonna get yeah he's gonna get the the just before max extension he's gonna get like yeah. high 20s. he's gonna get like 28 per like Jalen did before and Jalen got it when we got Kemba Walker like going into that season but we didn't and the people people judge that because again no one knew who Tatum and Brown were yet despite this the one playoff run when Tatum dunked on LeBron no one knew who they were because he went through the Kyrie and Gordon Riddle year um there was the rumor that Danny wanted to build around those two, but we brought in Kemba to be the best player. So then when you do that, you bring in Ennis Canner, you bring in who else on the team? Anyways, you bring in new faces and then you lose all those guys. Horford was gone. You lose all those guys. They, when training camp starts in September, you extend Brown to that when he hasn't proved himself much besides one playoff run. Everyone was like, is he worth it? Like, are yeah. we sure? Danny Ainge. And then he comes out and he's awesome. And he makes those every year forever evolving leaps that I always talk about. That's where Danny Ainge looks like a genius again. And like where Boston made the right move again. And like they bet their cards on him and all he does is answer. And that's what's going to happen to Barrett when we took, especially, you know, this Brown comparison, he's going to keep forever evolving. It's going to surprise and he's going to get an extension like that where yeah. Knicks fans like you or like any other diehards will be like, do we, are we sure we want to give them four years, 110 or was 137. I think the number was yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like 28, 29 per, and then he's going to come out and everyone's going to be like, all right, yeah, he's worth it easily. What will we think? He's gotten better every year. Exactly. Like his defense took a little bit of a hit last year, but I think he was also playing through like a sprained knee. Speaking of that. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I just don't get like, and I just read a report. I was reading it as you were talking. They made a good point. The Knicks shouldn't care what Tips thinks. Would you rather keep Grimes and Barrett and get a new coach? You know, like, like what, like, I, I get you want defense and stuff. The Warriors won because of their defense, but they also want because Steph Curry could shoot the ball from basically the old arena. They, they won because Draymond Green can pass the ball. They won because Steph, because uh, Clay Thompson could shoot. They won because Jordan Poole can create. They not saying Steph can't because he can't. Like, locked up obviously. Tape. Yeah, but defense matters, but you still need your star scorers. The Celtics, Tatum and Brown. So, I don't know. I I would I would be okay giving up Grimes for Donovan Mitchell. I just I don't get how people can make these outlandish comments on a guy that has one year. Like, quite like it's crazy how to me you are quickly to write off a guy. I mean, it kind of goes hand in hand, but you're quickly to write off a guy if he has a bad first year, but it's the same thing the other way around. Like, if a guy has a good first year, now all of a sudden he's an all-star. So it's like, I get they're probably in the same realm, but either way, you still have to let this guy get to his second year and his third year and his fourth year. And then after that, you can evaluate RJ Barrett after three years has gotten better every year. So you can kind of project that a little bit. Is he going to be a top five player? No. Does he have to be? Absolutely not. And especially if Mitchell comes, Barrett's going to get more open shots. And it's going to, if, if he hits his shots, which I fully expect him to do, 
then you'll be fine. But, you know, I don't get just because he's getting a little bit more, a, a lot more expensive. You just paid Jalen Brunson, who has started one year in the NBA. I mean, it's the playoff run, what did that for him. But like that's my point. Like, you get what I'm saying, though? Like, R.J. Barrett was – I mean, we're, we're back in time now. Zion Williamson just got a contract. And I am – I'm actually very high on Zion this year. I kind of flipped on him. I'm very high on what he's going to do this year. He got a contract based on potential. So why can't Barrett get it? And when, again, like the Knicks haven't had a draft pick like him in a while. Like and also, said, not, I think Zion's probably the better player than Barrett, but yeah. you guys get what I'm saying. Our our pillar of Jalen is going to be the comparison for me and you to remember year after year, month after month, and we're just going to keep monitoring it by that. I'm going to keep looking at their numbers. <laughs> yeah, and like – it's just – it's simple as that, man. Like, fans are quick to judge. Obviously, you know, we're guilty of going into the recency bias, like, category a lot as well. But, like, that's what yeah. – you know, that's what we talk about with our journalists. And, yeah, I mean, they got a Christmas Day game against Philly. Everyone thinks they're going to be better than this year. I, lo- I love Hawks fans that at that. Matters. Like, then they will be. They have Jalen Brunson. They have moves to make. They have a coach everyone's keeping a close eye on. They have a front office that's still improving. They have veterans. And, like – Hopefully Donovan Mitchell. And not for nothing, you know, you're tired of this whole Trey Young reign and, like, Get embarrassed every time the egg comes into the city. Like, who's the guy to to, to go bucket for bucket with him? It would and be Mitchell, exactly. And who's the guy to duel? Like, it's perfect. It could be R.J. Barrett, you know. Like, but I saw Hawks fans complaining, like, "Oh, well, we we own the Knicks, but we didn't get a Christmas Day game." Check the score of the game last year, of the Christmas Day game. I'll take Hawks fan side on that trade and play and Clinton play. I, I, I didn't – it's okay. I didn't know that. My friend, I, didn't know that. I didn't know that, to be honest. Listen to this. My friend Matt that you met on FaceTime the other night loves the yeah. Jets. He's the Hawks fan that I've told you about. How so, do you become – I'm a Browns fan. I can't really talk, but how do you become a Hawks fan? Back since middle school. So, like, I – he was on your side about it, though. He works with me at the Sands, and we were in one of the rooms. I was like – I was like, all right, and I'm tired. As a hoops fan, I'm tired. I get it, revenue, you know, nothing like the garden on Christmas Day, and that's coming from a Celtic fan. Yeah. Uh, I was like, they, you know, it's a tradition, revenue, all this, new star potentially on their team. They didn't get Mitchell, but they got some. And know. they 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 got some names like the, there's no there's no Sasha Vujacic or um, oh, I forgot the other guy's name. See, I, I remember their names. Lua Munson starting. <laughs> and yeah, so my friend's like, all right, it's the Knicks. Like, and I was like, dude, like Brooklyn, even if even if this falls out, the Clippers. I was like, well, you're you got the jump day. Like I would I would do that, but I get it, it's a tradition. And like I was like saying, I was like, as a hoops fan, I'm tired of seeing them lose. And then I 
remembered that game. I was like, they actually beat Atlanta last year on the Kemba triple double when Kemba. Well, it was like <laughs> 10, 10, and 10. Like, <laughs> it was, it was so- like the fakest triple double ever. And then Clint didn't play and Trey didn't play as well. But so. I was going to say, um, I get the Nets part of it because if they trade Kyrie and KD, then their their value is they're already the the little brother in Brooklyn. Not that they're not they're the better team than the Knicks, but like they're revenue always, wise, yeah. they're they're going to be lower. They're oh they always are the little brother though. But you would have got a star back, is my point. Like you would have got a. But you don't know that. Back. You don't. Also, do you think that that uh, the NBA doesn't trust them to play? <laughs> I did see people tweeting like, oh, we will see changes in the schedule. And I'm like, it'll be a little ridiculous if that happened now, but okay. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, I mean, the Christmas Day game, I get it because like the garden is like prestigious. It's like the Lions on Thanksgiving, but also, but they did take the Knicks off for a couple of years. That's what Matt said. Matt compared it to the Lions. But, the, but the, okay. In the last couple of years, the Knicks haven't been as bad as the Lions, but the Knicks have been a. Uh, and I'm a big believer in the Lions. If you haven't, check out my article, Inside the Hashes. It'll be in the link below. Uh, sleeper teams for the NFL this year. I am a tad biased because I am a Baker Mayfield fan, so his team might be on there, probably. Um, but My commanders. Uh, they're on there. <laughs> yeah. They're actually on there. Check that out. Um, but if you guys want to go check that out, I think there's six or seven teams that I think – there's a reason why there's sleepers before if if – Anyone is listening to this and wants to read that. There's a reason why they're sleepers before you act like, oh, they're not Super Bowl contenders. I never said they were Super Bowl contenders. I said they were sleepers. There's a massive difference. And um, speaking of sleepers, uh, give me two or three sleeper teams for Donovan Mitchell. Well, like I said to you before we started recording, or when it was when we started recording, I forget. The Knicks are not a sleeper. You want three, you said, or just a couple? I'm going to say, give me two, because I don't know if I consider Miami sleeper. Okay. Um, If New Orleans, they're not going to trade Ingram, I don't think. So that's not Not for Mitchell, no. Yeah. I was going to say, like, they could be a big-time sleeper. or Well, that's why they're a sleeper, though, you know? Yeah. I'm just thinking of teams' trade chips. So, again, I we brought this up as well. Like, you saw the Lakers surface, which is laughable. I just don't know what the, what they'd give up. They yeah, don't have anything. They wouldn't give up a 2027 for Kyrie Irving. If they're going to give up. If I see the SpongeBob meeting again, Talon Horton, Tucker, Kendrick Nunn, or whoever else it is, and and the first round pick. Um, so it, it's, you know what it's like. Back to Danny Ainge and the Celtics, again, like he did the right move and waited and got Tatum and Brown in the draft and even tr- traded down for Tatum. That's why he's such a badass. But like, the Celtics deal for everything leading yeah. up to that. Like for Paul George, for Anthony Davis, for Demarcus Cousins in 2016, 17, when, when these all sagas, Blake Griffin, Kawhi, like when these sagas were going on. 
it was like, oh, we'll give you Jay Crowder, Avery Bradley, and a first. Jimmy. Yeah, Butler. it's like it's like it's like our damaged goods for <laughs> your star, but and it was like the Celtics culture, like they were a big part, but I, you know, he was my guy, but you weren't going to win a, a championship as a five eight point guard as your best player. And, so who who's your sleeper then? Okay. Um, shit, man. We talked about Milwaukee before. I guess I kind of agree with you. I'll, I'll label them as one of them. Uh, that's if you want to really make fireworks. But Holiday is so important to them, and we saw it. First of all, would yeah. it cost you Holiday? Definitely, and I think draft compensation and others. But, like, they also won a title with their core, so, like, I don't see that happen. Yeah. But I guess the two biggest ones that you could say, besides – if we don't want to label the Heat one, we know the Lakers are a joke. Pelicans was just dumb equation math of me doing. They're not going to give up Ingram. But Washington and Charlotte. So like, Washington. Washington was a – I heard a lot of them with Durant. So that would actually – I didn't even think about that. But they have a ton of young talent. So that's actually a, a good point. You could trade like Hachimura uh, picks. I think Kuzma and, and – uh, they like the big three of KP, Kuzma, and Beal. But then mm, – I, I would backtrack on that, though, because Beal and Mitchell kind of are the, the same thing. Unless you make one of them point, and then you, you move KP in the deal. No, you, you could what's – What's the guy's name? Johnny Davis, I think his name is. You'd have to move him because he's your first round pick. Yeah, can, you, can you move him? Like, is that, is that a legal move to move yeah, after, draft picks right now? After like six, after a certain amount of days, you can. Okay, because I know in baseball you have to wait till after the season. No, nah, you can right away because like when Wigan, when LeBron went back to Cleveland a month later, like they traded Wiggins for a while. Remember? Yeah. Oh, that that and makes sense actually. Yeah, I forgot about like that. Best example to look back on and Charlotte. Apparently, it's obviously we talked about Bridges, we talked about Trez and PJ, um, all free agents. Bridges, there's a probably optimism he'll be back. Uh, you have James Booknight. He. Would you think they're going to sign Miles Bridges? You think he's going to be able to play? It's a big wait and see. Obviously, this is a killer situation, and this is like really bad, of course. But it's like there's yeah. optimism that he's 24. He's an all, he's a potential all star. Yeah, I I just feel like you got you got to look at the hum, the humane aspect yeah, of it so because like like don't get me started on Jimmy Haslam. My point um, is there will be a home is my point, and I won't be surprised with that. Which guy. it's sad that that's true though. Yeah, that NBA, that, like Jimmy Haslam, the Browns uh, owner, was saying how Deshaun Watson's a star quarterback, and he deserves a second chance because of that. You know how that. bad that sounds? I saw the press conference and the yeah, fact that like, you even th- the, the fact that you even think that though. Like yeah. anyway, uh go go Brissette. <laughs> Charlotte is my favorite, I would say, because not like all right, point with bridges, there's optimism. A slight bit, only because he's 24 and almost made the all-star team. 
But if he's you know, legally allowed to play. Yes. And then also when the offseason first began, they were rumored to be shopping everybody but LaMelo. So, yeah. you know, Rozier's my guy. You never know what could happen there. Hayward could get traded in the blink of an eye. Obviously, Jordan likes him, but he could go, especially with his salary. And then Oubre is a little overpaid, too. I'd never met a more hot and cold player. <laughs> Was he the guy that wore the, the – um... Supreme and Converse? No. An NBA player just got married, and he wore a backwards hat. Kelly Olenek. Okay. Sloan Kelly. Celtic legend. That, I, yeah. <laughs> so, my sleeper team, we spoke about, we spoke about it before, and I'm actually thinking of two teams now because you brought the fact that their guard would be KCP in Denver. I don't know their pick situation, but I would give you Michael Porter Jr. I mean, Michael Porter Jr. hasn't proven to stay healthy, so I don't know how much the Jazz would love that. You give up him and Bowens Highland and throw in like someone else and then give them like five picks. I don't know how many picks they have available, but that, that's why it's a sleeper team. I feel like, think about it. Jokic doesn't have to score to be good. Murray is solid. Murray's a really good scorer, but you had Donovan Mitchell to that team. Like, I just don't know. Like, the West, they're kind of close. Like, in they were close in talent but when they were both healthy a couple years ago. So them, and then I spoke about before Memphis. I just think that there's a reason why they were in on the KD sweepstakes a little bit. If they were engaging for a KD, then they can definitely have enough to get Mitchell. And I think you pair him with Morant, you got something good. Yeah, and like, I like the Denver point. I really do, but it's draft picks, question mark. And I think they wouldn't take Michael because he got injuries. Huh? Because uh, because of his injuries, that and he got way overpaid for doing just that. Like, yeah, he's yeah. potential and ceiling is very much there. And uh, who did they let go? Oh, what's his name? They let go Jeremy Grant because of it. Uh, going into two years ago when he went to Detroit. Oh, okay. I think meant like this year because he went to Portland. No, yeah, he, he got traded. When he signed with Detroit, they let him walk. Atlanta was another rumor because, you know, they wanted to spend that money on Porter Jr. When Jeremy Grant was a good fit as it was, and it's just – I don't think Danny will be willing to take that con- – I think he would love Michael Porter Jr. I don't think for that well, – Him and Highland would be a good package because Highland has shown potential to be a, a good point guard. You also have Conley there that can kind of teach him. Uh, Porter slots in as your three right away. And then that would be my like, it, There's a reason why it's a sleeper, like I was saying before. I agree. My thing is, like, I don't think they need them. You know, like, I think they're already going to be, like you said, it's all bunched, but like, they're already going to be so good. It's like, like, yeah. everyone's sleeper in that conference besides Kawhi and Paul George is going to be them. And if not, it's going to be Luca, and they're not even a sleeper. Yeah, I can't call you a sleeper if you just went to the Western Conference Finals. Of course. And, like, um, but I like the idea, though, and I think he definitely fits. Obviously, again, we don't want to call, like, Miami one. But if you were to pick one for me, I, I'll i take Charlotte, I suppose. Charlotte? Like, they've been a hot runner. Uh, bit of a mess. I don't think they're – you know, I saw. I think I saw Malika Andrews on uh, NBA Today the other day. 
they were laughing at her because like she was like oh like charlotte's my sleeper in the east and they were like what do you mean sleeper and then she looks at like marcus j spears or mark j spears i'm mixing him up with swagoo at the nfl but you know what i meant she looks at him yeah. she's like oh they're like my kings of the east because he always like gives credit to the kings <laughs> yeah um so we're gonna pivot now to um the baseball i mean it's pennant race right now. You know, Mets are in it. You know, knock on one. They got the Yankees tonight. Last time I said that, they played the Braves in a five-game set, and they took four of those fucking games. Then they yeah. lost three or four the next week in Atlanta. But, you know, we don't got to worry about that. Um, right now, as of recording this, the Mets are three up. They play the Yankees tonight. It is – it's not DeGrom. It was supposed to be DeGrom, but they moved him to Thursday to get Walker. And so it's Taiwan Walker versus Frankie Montas, who's looking to finally – pitch well for the Yankees and I hope it lasts one more start that he sucks but um yeah. <laughs> anyway baseball the Mets division or not they're going to make the playoffs but a team that is on the brink they're in the sixth spot is the San Diego Padres who if you guys don't know this and you're a baseball fan you have either no service or you just don't like baseball Fernando Tatis Jr. suspended for 80 games for taking cl- close to the ball I think is the 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 um scientific term for the steroid why that that's the the main thing i have here is why he said he had ringworm they they make ringworm cream like i'm sure you could have sent something out to get tested make sure it was legal and you know i'm not gonna say everyone's perfect in the mlb obviously there's definitely under the table things going on um you're naive if you think otherwise we've talked about that before with other things um this is the second time now this year that you've let your team down first the motorcycle accident which still has never really been confirmed that that's how we hurt his wrist but you put the two in together when you ask him which motorcycle accident he says which one you get a little alarmed and the the clubhouse is kind of upset about it um like i said this is all kind of old news but it's still important and he wasn't even the biggest side shot, like um, uh, off the field incident in the last two weeks. But I'll talk about that after that. But with Tatis, you signed this massive deal. Your dad is a former player, uh, hit two grand slams in one inning, which is sick. Uh, for the Mets, uh, was it for the Mets? I forget who the team it was for. I don't think it's for the Mets, actually. I'm sorry, uh, it's Fernando. What am I saying? No, yeah, Fernando Tatis. I think his dad. Like Fernando Tatis Jr.'s dad. I think it was the Cardinals he was on. Uh, but anyway, you have a dad in the major league, so you know how all this works. You know what to expect. You are the star. You know all of this stuff, and you have let your team down now twice, and now you can't play the first 40 games of next year, and you still have the Dodgers in your division who just seem to just keep winning. And you just like Machado saying, we're good where we're at. You got Drury now like for this year. You have Brandon Drury. Now you have Juan Soto. We talked about that. Josh Bell. You got Darvish. You got Musgrove. You got all these guys. They they know internally they don't necessarily need you because they've done it all year. And it's just sad that, like, he's super talented. I'm not going to be a guy that's, like, he's overrated. I don't like, though, when people say his defense is good. He just needs to learn how to – like he needs to make better throws at first. It's part of it. You know, you catch and you throw it first. If you throw it away, it's it's defensive error. So I don't like that narrative, but anyway, besides my point, um, 
and I just think, you know, it's a mistake. I'm not, I'm, I'm a believer that Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame. So I'm going to forgive Fernando Tatis Jr. But you're going to lose, he's lost a lot of trust with the Padres. Like, like, I'm not going to call him, like, he's not a fraud. He's not a cheater the whole, whole career. I'm not going to do that. But you've lost the trust because you're not on the field. Like, and it's, and it has been self inflicted now. When he's and, the, he put them over the top for October, too. Clearly, yeah. Like, I mean, a couple years ago, they were a little young. Last year was like so, like a little immature. But this year, now you get Juan Soto, Soto Tati. It's like we talk about Durant, Irving, and Simmons, Soto Tatis Machado. Are we ever gonna see it? Like, is this ever gonna? It's probably gonna happen because baseball is a little different with the contracts. But, like, actually, I don't know. Soto's a free agent in a couple years. Like, I don't know. Like, if maybe Tatis gets pinged again, I hope not because he's great for baseball. So I don't like you were saying, like he puts them over the top. He makes them, I don't know if they're better than the Dodgers, but they're definitely a top four or five team in the NL in baseball. If he's there. And then of course, like, you know, to bring in the human influence of it. And like example is like, like someone, someone had to tell him like, unless he didn't listen, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. And like I was gonna say for people like you and younger that play the game and like love it more than anything, like he's one of those world icons around the sport now. So it's like yeah, like everyone likes the bat. I mean, I know there are some a demographic of people that don't like bat flips, (laughs) but um, not all of them. And there are some young people that don't like bat flips too. Which it, I am in the field of it depends. If you're if you're losing seven nothing and you hit a solo home run and you bat flip, in my opinion, you're just making yourself kind of look like an idiot. Depends on the circumstance. Like you hit a yeah, you hit a go ahead homer in the seventh inning against like a, an elite reliever in the World Series or even like a regular season game, fling it over the fence. I don't care. <laughs> Bautista in that, that was I loved that. That's the moment, yeah, like you, that's you lead off a game. You it game's close, you know, but if it's a blowout, the like fifteen nothing, and you hit it off of a position player, don't don't flip your don't flip your bat. <laughs> I um, in the TikTok, you probably didn't see it, but the TikTok that I this just reminded me the TikTok that I posted of like the best moments that I've seen live at Celtic games. It was I like saw that the Jalen one, the first, the one on Giannis with the left handed. They're down seventeen in the fourth when he flexed on him, and like. Did the mean mug that I yeah like, like it's it's like the I don't know if you saw the Monmouth Kansas game a couple years ago Kansas was up like fifty something points I know and, and they're dribbling out the clock and the guy on Mama steals the ball and dunks I'm like what are you and you hear him coming down the court uh, excuse my language I don't give a fuck I don't give a fuck. you're down fifty five points. <laughs> like what do you what is, what is that doing for you besides getting you on Twitter? Unless that's, unless he was like bet like like uh dare to do it or bet to do it, but I doubt it. Um, yeah, but yeah, I was just gonna say like another quick example: the, the Kyrie and Gordon year we played Denver in Denver, and Jamal was going for a fifty bomb. Mm-hmm. They took the shot and missed, and Kyrie got pissed about it. He take. You might have saw it. He takes the ball and he just launches it in the stands. I saw one too. A guy did like he threw off the backboard and dunked it when they were up like thirty for the Warriors. Katie was on the Warriors. I, I forget who it was. Um, yeah, there's just some things like 
the unwritten rules, or in my opinion, can be a little outdated. Like the three zero swing, in my opinion, is is fine. Um, if you're a big, like it's fine. Like if he hits a home run or gets out, you're losing the game. We've seen the Mets this year were down seven one and they won in the ninth inning. Like they, like, I get it in football, football and basketball. You don't really want to run with the score because mainly you get guys hurt that way. And like you can run the clock out. You can't run the clock out in baseball. That's like an old saying, but it's true. Like the, um, the Donaldson game is an example. Like I was at the Logic concert that night, but when the, the Yankees the Grand Slam, back, yeah, yeah, that was a huge win for them. Um, but yeah, it's like with Tatis, it's just like you can't keep losing the trust of your front office after they give you um like a massive contract. Lengthwise, 14 years, I think 340 million is the number. So AAV isn't that high compared to what like Otani's gonna get in a couple of years. Maybe not from the Angels because they're selling their team now. And I have a little take on that before we get out of here today. And you probably would agree with me, but like like your take on Tatis, like it's just like he's the guy that puts you over the top. Like, imagine if you want to put this in basketball terms. Imagine Jalen Brown just all of a sudden started getting doing PEDs, you know? Where would they be? And it's a little different because baseball is a different sport, but, you know. need him to get vaccinated. I don't even know if he's vaccinated yet. Jalen Brown? <laughs> yeah, and they, they, you saw the rule how, like, not, non-vaccinated guys still can't play in Toronto. So, like. Yeah, that's still a rule in baseball, too. I know this will make people laugh, but, like, him hanging out with Kanye and Kyrie about a month ago makes me think that they, he doesn't have the vaccine yet. So <laughs> we'll see what happens when they usually make their annual early season trip to Jurassic Park. Yeah, and then uh, another big story that came out literally like two hours before we even recorded was um, the Angels are selling – Artie Moreno is selling the Angels, the baseball team. Which, thank you. You have Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. You can't put, like, I think this might be, honestly, this might be similar to you were saying before, the Steve Cohen with the Mets. Like, it might be a similar, um, like, revamping. Even though the, they, they've, they pay for Trout. But the new yeah. owner might come in and pay Otani. They've always been spenders, but, like, they've just never. Spent badly made it to the fall yeah and look at the guys they've gotten like with the Mets this was a change in marketing of course like the Mets never spent money now like they signed Lindor they signed Scherzer this um they they uh, they trade for Lindor excuse me they signed Starling Marte and like and the in the past you probably would have Canada and Escobar but you wouldn't have Marte you wouldn't have Lindor you wouldn't have Scherzer and we'd be rolling with Jake Odorizzi who yeah. That dude sucks. <laughs> and I know, I know you love my Celts examples and comparisons. When Brad took over, changing marketing like that. Yeah, like you change your net, you change your culture too. It's like a Mike Trout's going into every year with got like guys that like aren't shouldn't be in, on big league rosters or at least are too young. And you get this guy. You, I don't know who like is gonna take the ownership group. Someone's gonna get it though. It is LA. So there's it's gonna be for a, a yes. big chunk of money and it will be a good investment if you play your cards right business wise. Baseball team, we don't know. 
but they just they they need pitching. So let's pay a third baseman two hundred and three hundred million dollars and Anthony Rendon, and then he hasn't played in two years because of injuries, which isn't their fault. But even if he's playing, your pitchers are still giving up six runs in four innings. Your relievers still can't save games. And Madden's gone now and stuff. Joe Madden's gone. Like who know Phil Nevin? He's probably not going to be there next year. It's just like. I think this could be really good for the Angels. I think it could be a change in culture. And but this is the last shot. If you flip the page and you can't get it done now, Trout, that's it for Trout because he's gonna buy he'll be 35, 36 by then. And Otani would probably be gone. And you'd be you would have just wasted a career for Mike Trout. I've always been in the camp. Um, it's kind of cool that he didn't request a trade he's playing his whole career with the Angels. But can we get this dude to the playoffs once? Just once. Yeah, and, like, when are we going to start the Otani to New York or another big market? If he goes to the Mets, I will cry. (laughs) Like, I mean, it's next. Like, he's not a free agent, like, coming up. I think it's after next year. But who knows? He might get traded. I don't think they would trade him in the midst of selling the team. No. But then again, the Nationals did it. They're selling the na- the Nationals are, are for sale, and they trade Juan Soto. Now it's a little different. He's got more years of control, so the new owner has time to come in. Would have had time to come in and sign him, but they, Soto kind of said he didn't really want to be there, and I, I don't blame him. They're not they're in a, a rebuilding mode, and he's already won, so he wants to win. There'll be more bitters for Shohei as well as high and the Nationals. Play. The Nationals had Soto, and that was it. The Angels have Trout. The Angels have some talent. They just can't seem to just ever make it work. You might think that's a hot take too, but like, you know, people are comparing this guy to Babe Ruth. I know Soto is probably the best young player. In the I, I have a hot take. Shohei Otani, he's doing is more impressive than what Babe Ruth did. I know Babe Ruth, like he had 715 home runs and he did all his pitching. He never did them together. Otani is going to hit 30 home runs this year, possibly 35. I don't know about 40, but 35. He's got a sub three, I believe. I'm going to, fact check myself on that one but like this is unheard of what he's doing and people say what judge is doing is is history making what otani do is doing is not like otani every day every day he plays baseball he is doing something i know he left the game with uh he was sick he had like a stomach virus but otani 264 average 27 homer 72 rbis 872 ops 11 steals, 18 doubles, 5 triples, 283 ERA, 167 strikeouts, and 121 innings. Like, that's a Cy Young candidate and a Silver Slugger candidate. Literally. I, like, are we... Uh, so, the whole Babe Ruth thing, I didn't watch Babe Ruth play. Obviously, he played in... Yes. long time ago, over 100 years ago now, I think. We're close to it, at least. But, you know, you make the point with Otani, and I... Maybe he goes to Boston, but mm, you got to worry about Devers, although he would look sick in flushing. Oh, that'd be so cool. But Of course he would. Um, I think that's all we got. I mean, basketball is getting closer. Maybe next week we'll do something with football. Um, we got a big day Saturday. I didn't know you. Yeah, we do. Um, Rob's first day at, in the city with me, CBS Sports. We made it. Um, Made it, yeah. Uh, it's cool. Um, we won't go into detail 
we're not doing anything bad, but like just you know, it's a workplace. Yeah, we'll talk keep... about that next time. I mean, like, yeah, we can do this. We'll talk about the moments we have there. Yeah, and we won't give any guaranteed dates for the next episode, but like we can do this in a couple days or whatever if you want. Yeah, um, maybe like as basketball gets closer, because honestly, the re- a big reason why we haven't really been recording as much is because there's not much to talk about right now like Durant Mitchell but once they get traded hopefully it's near the season we can start doing some predictions um but we're at the end of August now uh you know so so we we get we're trying to give you as much content as possible we're trying to be entertaining for you guys as well we tell our stories we wear loud hats Rob looks like LMFAO party rock anthem um and but I think that's it uh, I didn't say it earlier in the episode, but I uh, appreciate you guys listening. Just follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. You know where to find us. YouTube, Sports Bible Pod. Uh, my name is Richie. It says Rob. You can find us on Instagram. You know where to find us. Um, anything else, Rob? Nothing. NFL season's almost here. Again, we're excited for Saturday. I didn't know you were a Commanders fan. I just, you know, I, I don't know if I told you this. I liked about nine different teams. Well, I was there for both Giants Super Bowls. I like uh, the Jets. I didn't so like you, your team ever. I like so you're Jets. a Rams fan now, basically. <laughs> I, I yeah, I didn't like the Browns ever. I like the Saints and Packers, and even flirted with Pittsburgh. But I did like Washington at one point, just because my dad's a big fan. So like, I think that's the team I finally land on. And as you see, like. You know, when we're in this business, you see everything. I'm not the football fan you are or that other people may be, but, like, it's only increasing. Like, when you're yeah. – as you said, when you're in this field, like, you see everything that goes on and you know everything that goes on. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're talkers, we're reporters, we're journalists. That's just what Yeah, happens. we're just trying to make it in this world. Like, exactly. And in my opinion, it's the second most fun sport to watch besides basketball. In my opinion, today, and we what we can I'm, we can disagree on that one, but yeah. <laughs> what What do you think I'm doing on a Sunday afternoon when the ball is not yet to be tipped? Come October, that's what I'm doing. And yeah, of course, that's a good point. My team's not on a Sunday, of course, but yeah. Oh, if there's the, if the Mets are in the World Series, there's a shot I got a Knicks Mets uh, Browns game all in the same, and then Watson I've, comes back in December and. I'll root for the Browns. I'll put it at that way. I will not buy his jersey. I will not personally root for him, but I will root for the Cleveland Browns. And, um, you know, it's – if they win a couple of games, you see how quickly people change, and it's kind of sad that that's the way it is. But, you know, it happened with Ben Roethlisberger. It happened with Ray Lewis. It happened with Ray Rice. It happened with Ezekiel Elliott, even though Zeke didn't do anything wrong. Like he, they, it was basically came out that nothing happened, but you know, it is what it is. Um, just yeah. don't do that. Don't ever put yourself in that situation. Just know better. Just be smart and um, know your limits around people. Like in that sense, like don't, don't act like an alpha around anyone because it's just going to lead you to a bad path and it's just going to put you and you're going to put her or him, depending on your preference in a traumatic situation. And you don't want to do that, obviously, but more importantly for that person, you don't want to do that. And I know we got a little deep there for a second, but I think my point makes a lot of sense. 
beautifully said by an amazing speaker and yourself. Just, I've just, always noticed since I've known you in class, you're just an amazing speaker. Yeah, well, <laughs> you obviously weren't there when I was talking about my public speaking and I screwed up my amendments. <laughs> but times I screwed up. In Thank class. God my professor was asleep. <laughs> but no, yeah. I'm the time of the year for sports. Around your birthday now, September, October. Oh, yeah, my birthday's in three weeks. 22 sucks. Oh. Um, getting old <laughs> we talked about the whole age thing before yeah yeah don't even want to hear me get into it <laughs> yeah i was actually talking about my brother because he's afraid that he's balding even though he's not i'm like dude my friend my friend's like balding he's rocking it he looks fine like he looks great tell him you, you get past that mental lapse after I, time, bro, bro, he's he's an available man looks great handsome fella <laughs> All right. You guys know where to find us. We want a little bit of a monologue there, or I don't know what that means. All right. I'll see you guys later. I'll, see you. I'll, I'll text you. We'll talk about the job. Yep. Later, my friend.